like, I feel like we've known each other for years and just been like, Hey, Hey. And then, yeah. yeah like, I'm like, I, I can't pinpoint though, like the day that I met you or was introduced to you, but I feel like we met a long time ago. Probably. I think so. At a bar for sure. At a bar drunk for sure. And so, yeah, yeah it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people are going to be confused that I'm going to be talking about drugs on a podcast about sobriety, <laughs> but <laughs> um, <You know. laughs> I am mostly, it's not that I'm anti-alcohol. It's just that I believe alcohol is a drug and mm-hmm. we aren't warned about it being a drug. Whereas like every other drug, even weed, it, we are warned from a young age that it is a serious drug and we're not really warned about alcohol. And like, I guess that's my biggest passion with sobriety is because I think it's crazy to me that like in Toronto, both of us, were just doing this drug all the time that to me, I think just drains you of your energy, makes you feel horrible. And we were just doing this all the time thinking it was not a drug. It's like treated like it's not a drug. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, no, I hundred percent agree. And you have a TikTok account that you basically just talk about tripping on drugs and what it means spiritually <laughs> and teaching other people about your experiences and the world. And it's, it's so amazing and wild. And I just kind of wanted to know your, know your thoughts now, looking back on your time in Toronto in that drinking culture and how your life is different now. For sure. Okay. So I actually hate drinking so much. I don't really drink anymore at all. Um, and I really, I 100% agree with you that people need to know that alcohol is a drug and it's so funny. Like it, it just, it always blows my mind. Um, how accepted it is to like get fucked up to get blackout to get wasted and um like alcohol just always made me so anxious so I actually so I grew up in Toronto and I drank a lot in high school like I remember going out with the intention to blackout like that's so fucked up (laughs) and um yeah I remember this one night so, you know, Toronto between Jane subway station and Spadina subway station for anyone who doesn't know that is a 15 minute subway ride. I drank an entire bottle of vodka to go to this club called the Brunny, the Brunswick house. Oh so my we God, all I remember ideas. the Brunny. Yeah. I once won a free so, bottle at the Brunny. I got one a contest and I got free bottles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> were, you, were you above the age of 19? <laughs> I was just newly 19. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. The, those were interesting days. Like we would go when we were 17. So yeah, I just, I drank so much in high school, but, and so I was also an athlete during high school. So then I went to university and in university, I started doing, um, competitive long distance running. So, um, I really did like stop drinking a lot then. Like I wasn't drinking every night. But again, like I still had that mentality, like, okay, be sober for two weeks, get fucked up one night and just like, I don't know. I just, I really think it's such a bad cycle to be in. So even when I was actually in Toronto working in the bar scene, um, again, like I had the mentality, like be sober and then just get fucked up once in a while. But I never really liked drinking. Like I didn't want to do it, but I felt like the only way to have fun in Toronto is to get fucked up. That's also not a feeling. I think that's true. 
there there aren't that many things to do in Toronto except get fucked up. Yeah. You know, I think like sometimes I think people are like, how am I going to have any friends if I get sober? Like, how am I like, what am I going to do for fun? And I'm like, those are very valid questions in Toronto. I actually don't know what you can do for fun. Like besides run the Scotiabank marathon, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What made you shift from the bar industry in Toronto to where you're at now? Oh yeah. Okay. So basically, so I was working in bars. I was actually fucking amazing as a server. Sorry. I, I know I swear too much, but I was a really good server. And, but, um, I feel like I just felt so trapped in this world and I was so anxious all the time, but I hated my life working in the bars so much. And I remember one day sitting in my bedroom and I started researching what is something similar to burning man. That's not burning man. And keep in mind at this point, like I didn't touch any substance till I was 25. Um, like, well, I drank and then I always hated weed. So I look up what's a festival like Burning Man, but not Burning Man. And then I discovered this festival um, on the West coast of Canada called Shambhala. So I bought myself and my best friend a ticket. And then a week before this festival, um, and this was in 2018, a week before the festival, my best friend calls me and she was like, Bianca, there's no alcohol allowed at this festival. And I was like, oh shit, what do we do? She's like, yeah, like, what are we going to do there? I'm like, well, I guess we have to do drugs. <laughs> and so I went out to BC and I got um, everything. Like, well, not everything. I got like mushrooms, 10 grams of mushrooms, LSD and MDMA. And then we went to this festival. We ended up meeting these, uh, these two guys. They drove us to the festival and um they like on the car ride they were like oh who are you guys camping with and we're like oh we don't have anyone to camp with can we camp with you so they said yes and then we ended up going to Shambhala with this group of super experienced people they were all like 30 plus and we just felt super super safe to have all these types of experiences um so that's where everything really started to switch in my life um because my mind was opened up to this entirely new world. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's so much more to all of this than most people realize. And so I got super like interested in like, what does this all mean? Like, who am I? What am I doing? Why am I working at a job that I hate? What is the difference? Like you're talking about plant medicine and um, psychedelics healing people mentally helping them with PTSD and there's new research leading to that obviously like big pharma is is looking at uh, psilocybin etc etc what is the difference between doing drugs to help you mentally spiritually allow you to grow and drugs traditionally used to escape your life and to Mm -hmm. um hide from your past traumas like what is the difference because it's it's fascinating like so many people on the streets that are drug users had such traumatic pasts and now in the same breath we're thinking oh maybe drugs could heal us from our past (laughs) you know what I'm saying yeah okay so uh yeah I love this question um but okay so with things like psychedelics or plant medicines and Also, I'm going to say that I know that there's some people who 
uh, don't like LSD, let's say, because they're like, oh, that's a synthetic. It's not natural. I will always be the first to say LSD changed my life. Like that's what put me on this path and what helped me heal and learn about myself in the world. Um, so I think at the end of the day, no matter what's being taken, it all comes down to the intention. Um, like, are you taking something to get fucked up? Are you taking something to hide from your past or to numb? Um, or are you taking something with the intention of opening your mind, connecting with others, connecting with the universe, connecting with like God, if you want to call it that. Um, but also, so I also do want to say that there's nothing wrong with taking substances in a fun way, I think, as long as you know what you're taking, why you're taking it, and it's from a positive place. I think there needs to be a lot more education about it. But, and there, there are obviously substances that are not good to do. Like, I'm never going to say like, oh, uh, like okay, cocaine, for example, <laughs> like meth, like those are not good. I think it comes down to like, are you expanding your mind or are you using something that's damaging your mind? I, I do know that like, you should never do acid more than like a couple times a year. I've never done acid, but because I'm actually afraid of um, entering that side of myself. I have only done, um, micro doses of mushrooms and it makes me very anxious, but marijuana has a really good effect on me. Like I can be so yeah. high on edibles and be like, come to the <laughs> ride, but like mushrooms, I'm like, is I'm always afraid I'm hypersensitive in the way I'm always get anxious that I'm hurting other people's feelings or something like, mm. like, oh my God, do they not like me? Or like, oh, like, I hurt their <laughs> feelings. Did I just say the wrong Aww. thing? <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're not supposed to do acid, right? Like more than twice a year or something. Okay. So this is, this is why there's so much stigma from the war on drugs. So, cause people think like acid, they're like, oh my God, that's so crazy. So I actually didn't do, um, yeah. So I didn't try anything until that festival because of like all the stigmas that I'd heard growing up and all like yeah. these, these kind of like rumors. So LSD or acid, same thing. So LSD um, and mushrooms, these things, they all rebuild neural pathways in your brain. They don't actually like damage you. If you look at a, like a list of um, drug harm analysis for different substances, yeah. alcohol is actually at the top. Caffeine's wow. I think somewhere towards the middle and mushrooms and LSD and MDMA are quite, are pretty much at the bottom. I think mushrooms are actually like at the very bottom and then you know weeds around there too so um like all like the kind of rumors like oh acid makes you crazy it's not true and it actually does like help you build neural pathways in your brain and um like it's not going to physiologically harm you like you can't die of an lsd overdose um however you can like obviously you need to be set up to have a potentially like tough experience and know what you're going into because yeah. like say if something comes up while you're having a trip and you don't know how to deal with it or you're not prepared for that experience then that can even that could be potentially traumatic however yeah. that happens like a lot less than people think so it is it is physiologically safe um with like mushrooms same kind of thing 
And also with these substances, um, the more you take it, the less they work. So they're non-addictive. So for example, if you want to trip on a Monday and have a trip, you're not going to have that same experience on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Like you really do have to take a break. Yeah. So, and it's funny that you said the thing about um, mushroom microdosing, making you anxious. So I actually don't like micro, like doing small amounts of mushrooms either, because I find if I do a small amount, like I'm already like a naturally anxious person. Mm -hmm. Like I notice that it makes me feel like more anxious, especially if I'm like around others. Um, whereas if I do like a, like a proper dose, like a larger amount, then it's like, okay, I'm actually like having an experience. Like I'm in this world. Whereas with a small amount, I'm like, oh, like now I'm tuned into people's energy. Like I feel weird. (laughs) So. Okay. So what um, I'm now I'm going to switch gears and ask you about ayahuasca. Yeah. Because I've seen, I don't really know anything about it except like the Chelsea lately episode. And, uh, I've seen it like on the Simpsons or whatever, but like I don't really know anything about it, but I watch your TikToks a lot about it and I'm very fascinated by it. So, um, could you give me the rundown on what it is, what the history of it is? Just like teach me about it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So ayahuasca is a sacred plant medicine. It comes from the Amazon. So, um, oh my goodness. And it's, it's made of two different plants. One is called the Shakruna. And I actually, the name of the other is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. Essentially it's brewed into a kind of tea. Let's call it that. It's like this brewed concoction and it tastes really terrible. Like so bad. Um, like, but what but yeah, does it so taste been, like dirt? Like what is the bad flavor of it? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is like, it tastes like a mixture of dirt with molasses and it's just, I, yeah, that's how I describe it. It tastes like dirt mixed with molasses It and like cough syrup. It's just the worst thing I've ever drank in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Funny because I've actually talked to shamans and I've asked, like, do you ever get over the taste? Does it ever get better? Mm-hmm. And they have said no. So really? it doesn't get better. <laughs> So you sit in an ayahuasca ceremony for an, so it's been done for like thousands and thousands and thousands of years in a ceremonial way. It's like a brewed drink that, uh, plant medicine that allows you to connect with, honestly, with like the universe and ayahuasca's spirit. And, um, it can have like a lot of profound healing effects because with ayahuasca, you let go of a lot through purging. But then ayahuasca also shows you kind of like visions of what you need to fix in your life, or she gives you messages or, and it's, it's hard to explain because it's not even just like a vision. It's really does feel like you're being, you're in a different dimension, like in a different universe. You know, one of the crazy things that I healed in my ceremony was, so my hearing was really bad um, from working at warehouse for five years in my first ceremony um I was so out of it but I remember when I started to kind of come back to reality a bit I was like oh my god you can ask to be physically healed and I remember saying like ayahuasca like please heal my hearing and I felt this pressure in my ears 
and it was so crazy and then after that like my hearing's better which is wild and like I have goosebumps even thinking about it now because I'd always like heard that people could be healed in that way um but I actually experienced it so you think that someone who's partying all the time you know on King Street and they have a super demanding job and they don't spend any time on their spirituality. They drink a lot. Could they just go into an ayahuasca ceremony and heal? Or do you have to mentally prepare to be spiritual with drugs? Mm, So, okay. So this is the thing. I think that, okay. Say somebody, um, you know, on a Tuesday, they're out partying and they're like, okay, I've heard of this thing called ayahuasca. It'll help me be happier. Like Mm -hmm. maybe I'll go try that. Yeah. Do I think they could technically anyone can go and sit in ceremony. And I think that they would learn a lot, but I think that's the whole thing. I think they would have to be ready to like face some really dark stuff. That's the thing. So the reason that I asked you this is because before I got sober, I couldn't meditate and I hated even doing like yoga because I hated Mm -hmm. sitting with myself. I couldn't stand to sit with myself. I would scroll, 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 or watch TV. I could be cooking. I could be cleaning all the time. Like I would stimulate myself and some of it was productive. Like I would stimulate myself through some productive habits, like being super clean or doing all my laundry or decluttering or whatever, working. But I could not sit with myself. And I think about like, mm-hmm. like now I think maybe I could, um, could experience um, psychedelics and it could be a better experience for me. But I just, even meditation was so challenging mm-hmm. back then. Now I can meditate or I could just sit with myself alone and it's comfortable. But back then mm-hmm. like, I couldn't even like, it's crazy. And I feel so awful for anybody in that position where you can't even like sit in a room by yourself for five minutes and, and like have a nice time and think of good things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people are caught in that trap. Um, yeah, I think so like with any plant medicine, I think you have to, you know, have a good mindset going in and be in a safe environment and you have to have an intention. So I think if someone really wanted to learn about themselves and heal something, Mm -hmm. I do think they could just go into it, but they would have to, I think it'd be really, really hard Yeah. (laughs) because the thing with like ayahuasca, especially with any plant medicine, any psychedelic, whatever, like you really do have to back it up with the integration. Like that's the hardest part. Like do you have a practice that's going to allow you to implement the lessons that you have learned? So I think it would be super, super challenging. And I'm really lucky that when I was like doing ayahuasca, um, I'd already had a bunch of like pretty intense psychedelic experiences, but also that I was like getting more into spirituality and, you know, I wasn't the biggest meditator, but I was getting more into meditation and, um, I was open to experience whatever came up. So I think that as long as you are ready to, you're ready to potentially experience your own personal hell, let's call it that. Mm -hmm. um, I think you'll be okay. Because like with a, with a ceremony, especially like you do have helpers there. So you're in a safe and supported environment. You have the shaman, 
um, there's helpers, you know, you're going to go in with an intention, but it really does come down to like, you actually have to think about it. You have to think about what you want. And, you know, even if you don't have a very, very specific intention, you can say, show me what I need to see. But again, that's like setting yourself up to potentially have to see some like really horrible stuff. Um, so yeah, I would say before ayahuasca, it's good to have some sort of spiritual or mindfulness practice, um, whether that's like, you know, meditation, journaling. I also think like having some sort of exercise routine is really good. Like it doesn't have to be yoga, but like even if you go for walks or move your body in some way, mm -hmm. um, I think that's really helpful. And yeah, I think ideally before doing ayahuasca, you've had other experiences, but I don't think it's necessary. Where do you think we go when we die? Oh man. Okay. So, <laughs> so what I have been shown from ayahuasca, again, I'm not going to say that this is like the 100% truth because no one at the end of the day like knows. None of us know. Um, it's the fun of life. I know. <laughs> it's the icing on top. We're always scared of this thing we don't know. That's yeah. inevitable. Oh man. Okay. And this will actually tie in because I realized I never fully answered the alien question. <laughs> so this will maybe, this will maybe tie into beings. Let's call them beings. So what I was told in ayahuasca and what I believe is that, so I do believe in reincarnation. I think that we're all just made of energy and we keep coming back. And I think that we do choose to come to earth to learn specific lessons. And even, you know, in my own life, I will see things manifest in different ways if I've not learned the lesson that I'm supposed to learn. So um, if like, if that makes sense, like if, if like there's been an issue in my past that I've not dealt with correctly, it's gonna come up again in the future. So I really do think that we're here to learn lessons and to experience this human life. I actually remember this one, um, this one thing that I experienced in my second ayahuasca ceremony. And I remember seeing like a woman, just like, I don't know, a vision of a woman um, sitting and meditating. And she was in so much sorrow and sadness. And it was just like, she was just sitting there. Yeah. in this bubble of sadness, let's call it that. And um, my understanding was like, I was seeing her in this really like horrible kind of depressed period of her life. And she was like learning what she had to do from that. And I kind of was understanding that if she was able to, you know, overcome that experience she was in, mm -hmm. then she'd be out of it. And that there was just something that she really had to go through and overcome in order to free herself. So I was just having kind of like the idea, like, okay, like this woman, she's learning a really, really, really hard lesson right now, like maybe in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of seeing that ayahuasca almost was a way to like learn the lessons that we need to learn within the ceremony so that you don't have to come back and learn it in another life. So it's like, you're getting, like you're learning what you need to learn faster. If that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so, and obviously that doesn't only need to be done with ayahuasca. I think if you can really learn who you are through like meditation 
and having a very deep practice or even doing, you know, that silent meditation, Vipassana or through breath work. I think that you can kind of uncover all the parts of yourself that you need to. So yeah, long, long, that was a very long explanation, but yeah, I remember seeing that and being so overwhelmed and I was this like sitting there and my head was in my hands. I was like, oh my God, we have to keep coming back. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like, but like we exist forever, like infinity. And I was like, how, how can I keep coming back? Like, that's so overwhelming. And then I had the idea. I was like, okay, if I, if in this life, like I die, whatever, if I'm out in the universe and I'm really tired, maybe I'll just come back as a monk. And then I can just like follow the monk life for the, my next lifetime. And then it's okay. That'll be like a nice break. So yeah, I, I <laughs> and all the chaos and confusion. <laughs> I, oh man. Maybe I'll come back as a monk. <laughs> Do you think we come back as animals? Do you think we also come back as animals? Or just Oh my humans? gosh, I actually Cuz some really I think I, I think Hinduism, I think reincarnation. I'm not sure though. Like I'm an idiot. Nobody quote me on yeah. this and please don't get upset if you are Hindu and because <laughs> I could be wrong. But I think that you come up back as animals like every like a human and then an animal like you could be an ant for one life, boom you get squished, next life like like humans live the longest. So this is a long haul soul reincarnation if 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 animals are included too i don't know i i hope not i think my plan is to not come back as an animal maybe i think we can choose that you know i think yeah, i kind of don't I, think I don't that my, i don't think I'm gonna... my like spirituality just coming from my own soul doesn't think that we're animal like i don't think that someone comes back as a snake in the next life or a cat i think they're their own thing kind of spiritually but yeah, some people think, think dogs are people, but I don't think dogs are people. You know what I mean? Like some people really do yeah. believe that their dog is like a, a human soul in their dog. Mm. And I don't, I don't think so, but I, who knows? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think we come back as humans. And then I think once we learn all the lessons we need to learn, we become like energetic beings in the universe. Again, I don't know. This is 100% true. But I do think that we can become different beings, maybe in other dimensions or like, I, I really love the idea that um, God, the universe, source, whatever, we're all just like energetic beings, like, and God just manifests into infinite ways. Mm -hmm. So like, we're all that idea. Like, how, how do you think like your ancestors are your ancestors around you? Do you think? Like, I'm really into ancestors and I kind of think mm -hmm. that like, I kind of believe that reincarnation could happen, but you can be in the being world for like a thousand years, 2000 years. Like that's nothing right in like infinite yeah. time. So like they can just like, like your, your ancestors could be chilling or they could be reincarnated or if they're reincarnated, then do you feel their energy? Can that be both or no? Is it like, hmm. you know, I don't know. So, okay, this is actually good you're asking this. So I actually did a peyote ceremony for the Day of the Dead. Um, on, which was November. Is that Peruvian as well? So peyote um, comes from Mexico. Yeah. And so I'm in Guatemala, but then there was um, a Mexican tribe and this healer who had come over from Mexico to do some peyote ceremonies. 
Um, and so then the opportunity to participate in the Day of the Dead ceremony came up. So I decided to do that. And that whole ceremony is all about like honoring your ancestors and connecting with your ancestors. And so I do like to think, well, I do think yeah, that I, I have. Coco and I was like, fuck, this is, this might be right. Oh my gosh. I actually haven't seen that movie. I should watch it. You should watch it. Cause it's I was all... like, I, I think this is right. <laughs> I think they have it right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll watch that actually like this week and I'll let you know my thoughts. <laughs> it's an amazing um, movie. It really is. Well, like I do, I, I always do feel like I have spirit guides or guides with me. Yeah. Um, like I do believe that. And I do think that our ancestors, like I do believe we're still connected to our ancestors. That's why actually um, in plant medicine ceremonies, you can even go in and ask for help he healing your ancestral line, like all the traumas that happened to your ancestors in the past. Um, you know, I think this is one of those time things where time just doesn't actually exist. And so like, maybe like your ancestors can be with you in the moment, but then they're also existing in some other dimension or in another timeline. It's, it's energy. Yeah. yeah. I, this is why this all comes down to me. I need to learn quantum physics. I need to understand it more. Um, I yeah, sometimes understand. when I'm stoned, I go down the black hole, YouTube rabbit hole, and then I just get confused. <laughs> <laughs> like this is above my pay grade. Like this is complicated. But yeah, you know, I love um, yeah, but I do think that we can connect with our ancestors. I do think we can learn from them. And I think in my peyote ceremony, like I feel like I did some ancestral healing. Like I feel like I've healed my family line a little bit. I was so sick the entire time it was <laughs> it was so hard um but I really you know I was upset well not upset but I was at one point like crying because I felt sick and I'm like why do I feel sick and I'm like bitch you said one of your intentions was to, like to let go of things and to heal like you wanted this <laughs> and <I was laughs> so it's like I feel like I really did you know heal a lot of that energetically and you know I love my family. We all have our own issues, but I really do think I, I believe that I've done some healing and I think some good things are going to happen to my family soon because of it. They better. <laughs> they better. I puked for two hours. <laughs> oh my God. It was 12 hours. It was so hard. 12 hours. Yeah. Peyote is a really long ceremony. I didn't realize. Did you get to eat Started or no? Um, well, you drink the peyote. So peyote is a cactus plant medicine. And this is actually um, one of the big differences between like a peyote ceremony and ayahuasca. So ayahuasca really does have that grandmother female energy. So you'll be going through like hell, but ayahuasca is like kind of comforting you. She's like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Like you're fine. You're safe. Peyote though, is not like that at all. It's more of like a masculine energy. It's like you're very grounded in reality and it's all done. The ceremony is around a fire. So I was just so sick and like, just so, I was just so present. It wasn't like ayahuasca. She wasn't taking me to the universe. She wasn't showing me like, Oh, yeah, I want a girl hallucinogenic. Love. I want a lady hallucinogenic. I don't want a man hallucinogenic. Yeah. So it was just like not comforting. I remember the one thing that was kind of cool though, I went towards where the bathrooms were. And they were out in the jungle and I was just sitting beside them because I didn't want to go back to the, the fire.
fire in the ceremony. And I think I was like praying. I was like, please God, like, let me like, please, like, I don't want to feel sick anymore. Please just like, show me a sign. And then I saw like a shooting star and I was like, okay, fine. That's cool. I guess. <laughs> and then the shaman, well, one of the shamans, cause the main shaman was this older woman. Um, she was super cool, but yeah, the younger guy who was her assistant, he came up and he's like, do you want to come back to the, the ceremony now? Like, fine. And he took me back and he like made me walk around the fire a few times. <laughs> and he's like, say, thank you. He's like, you're purging. You're letting go. Like you're healing. He's like, just keep saying thanks. All right. So what's your TikTok? Oh, so my TikTok is at Bianca CP underscore underscore. She didn't know she was going to become TikTok famous when she created her TikTok account. Is that I know true? that's I, what happened. But, uh, the, the name thing, like, I don't know why I never made a better name for TikTok. But the thing about TikTok I have is lot. like, it just comes up on the for you page. So it doesn't matter. The name that doesn't necessarily matter because it just comes up on people's for you page. It's not like yeah. Instagram where someone has to search it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just it comes, people find you like through the for you page mainly. Um, I'm like super grateful for it. It's been a crazy experience. Like I, I wanted it to be my main job. Um, but I'm still like, like I, yeah, it's, 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 it gets a wild journey, honestly. And it happened so fast and I'm like, oh shit. Like I have this platform. Like now I have to actually like, like, I want to, like, I do want to help people. I want to help people change their lives for, for the better. I want to share stories. I want to entertain and help people feel less alone and like have this community. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, it's super cool, but yeah, I knew I, I want to change my TikTok name, to be honest. Um, I think I need to change all my social media in general. Cause it's just like weird. I don't want the, it, like the underscores, but like I have two last names. I don't like them. Um, so I'm going to come up with a fake last name. I think like a Hollywood star from the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> Bianca. See if you say it, but see if it's like a celebrity name, then it can kind of sound like a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> like you could be like Bianca white. I'm like, that sounds like a stripper. Yeah, that could actually like kind of work though. <laughs> Bianca White. But I don't want to do white. Um, Bianca. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of genius People things. Are, well, like some friends have told me to do like Bianca Delia because it's like psychedelia. Um, but then there's like an actual last name that's like Delia. So then it would be like, and that's already taken on TikTok. So. What about tripping Bianca? I don't know though, because I want to branch out a little bit more and yeah, like, like talk and you're more not, about yeah, like you're so much more about spirituality than you really are about like like I like the the people who like go to the concerts and uh, drop a bunch of acid. Like your your whole vibe is a little bit bigger than that, right? Like it, it includes yeah. that, but it's, it's bigger than that. Yeah. I want to talk like, I'm interested in consciousness in general mm -hmm. and like things like breath work and meditation and all of it. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's something that I need to think about. I'm, I'm grateful for the, for TikTok in general. Like I'm meeting a lot of cool people and there's actually people 
um, so I've, I've made a bunch of friends on TikTok and there's actually a, um, a few friends I've made who have big, really big accounts and they're kind of doing what I'm doing. They're people that I look up to and, you know, I'll talk with them because we have each other on like Instagram and like WhatsApp and all that. Yeah. And it, you know, I actually messaged my friend, um, Blake yesterday and I was like, Hey, do you ever feel severe anxiety from like TikTok and from posting and like having to keep up with it all? Like, how do you deal? And he's like, honestly, like when you are a creator, it just comes with the territory. Know that you're not alone and everyone's facing it. You yeah. just, and it's it, even with TikTok, like for the most part, my comments are so positive. Like, like I, get really positive feedback. Um, I had one video where people like I, and you know, it's, it's so interesting how the mind works. Cause on this one video, I have like almost 200,000 likes on it. And there were maybe like a hundred mean comments and that hurt my feelings. Like I was upset for like two weeks. Um, I'm not, like, and now, like, you know, if I get a mean comment, I'm like, I don't really care, mm-hmm. but that was a lesson in and of itself, yeah. like to not let others' opinions affect me. I think what it's all coming down to, I'm realizing is like, this really is just my journey and I'm learning so many lessons along the way. Um, and even with, um, like, even with recently, I'm like, oh my gosh, some of my videos like aren't, um, like doing as well as I would want them to. Yeah. But that's also a lesson in itself. Like, why do I care? And like, what am I, what am I doing this for? Am I doing this for the validation that I got 2 million views? <laughs> or am I doing this because I actually want to provide value? Um, and it's nice when I get the reminders, like I'll get messages from people who are like, hey, like I watch your videos. Thank you so much. Like you're really helping me. So yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I can't wait to have you on again. And we'll talk more about psychedelics and using drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, come to Costa Rica. (laughs) You're not even in Costa Rica. I'll be back um, on November 27th. Oh, you will? Maybe I should go down and trip on some drugs. Oh my God. 